Welcome to the Soul Summit Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Levesque. I'm here to bridge the gap for women in the outdoors, build a community of adventure junkies, and roll out your weekly dose of positive vibes. With almost two decades in the health and fitness world and an untamable passion for hunting and the outdoors, my mission is to help you live a bucket list life and move boldly in the direction of your dreams. Meet us here weekly as I connect with like-minded men and women to discuss health and mindset, accountability, life and entrepreneurship, as well as all things hunting and epic untold stories. Well, I'm always pretty excited when I put out an episode that has this much fire in it. And last week's episode with the Gabriels was definitely one where I was pulling up my inbox and getting all kinds of messages about all the feels that came from listening to the Gabriels Oak story. It was really cool to just get to uncover this entire Uh, hunt with them. But once we get through their epic elk season, which hello, can't we all just have one season that good? Uh, We dive right into the rest of their season, which includes uh, some mule deer that they killed, as well as an antelope, Kylie's first antelope, and just really get to listen to their dynamic, how Kylie has learned through her, you know, being a relatively new hunter the expertise that comes from John. We again talk about Joel Turner and just how amazing he is with Shot IQ. He's somebody that I worked with in the past uh, with archery on several different occasions, and he's just a phenomenal coach. So if you are right now thinking like, hey, I'm this person, I have target panic, I need to do something about it, reach out to Joel Turner with Shot IQ. He's phenomenal. We also talk about the Elk Collective, which is a big um, online resource for people who want to become better elk hunters all the way around. And everything that they have as far as the Elk Collective goes is in partnership with some incredible elk hunters. You have everybody on a professional level teaching things like e-scouting and uh, fitness for the hunt and call strategy, call setup, tags. I mean, everything that goes into understanding elk, elk behavior, and how to make you a more successful elk hunter is wrapped up into the Elk Collective. It's incredibly cheap. I honestly don't think I've seen something so inexpensive when it comes to educating hunters. Uh, it is, uh, like $89. And if you use the code soul summit, you get an additional like 20 or $30 off. So you can't go wrong. there. really good things coming from the elk collective. Uh, this episode again, is just gonna be really fun diving into all things, John and Kylie Gabriel. I think you really enjoy it. So tune in, let me know what you think. I'm loving these DMS that I'm getting online from people taking the the time to send me their favorite moments. Or like I even had somebody say, Oh my gosh, the goosebumps that I had from listening to their elk story unfold was pretty incredible. So really excited to have that going on. And since I'm here, I might just notice uh, or take a second to mention that you might notice there's a little bit of an echo in my recording studio. Now I am getting to move into a brand new studio, uh, coming at the end of this month. So you'll see the sound quality or rather hear the sound quality change a little bit. So I'm excited for that. So thanks for bearing with me while I'm in this transitional phase with the recording studio. I am honored to continue to bring you episodes every week, and I'm so glad to get the feedback knowing that you're loving them. If you haven't done so, would you take a second to leave a review on the podcast on whatever app you're listening? It would mean the world to me. I'd love your feedback. And, uh, for you to take a second to share this episode with somebody who you care about, maybe it's your hunting partner, your best friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, 
whatever that looks like. I would love for you to share the show. You are a big part of how this continues to grow and all of the things that we'll be able to do in the coming months and years. Also want to mention that we are releasing new 2023 women's camps online. So be sure to stay in tune with heroutdoorjourney.com uh, or on Instagram at heroutdoorjourney. Sometimes things get lost in space there, but you can always find a current uh, list of events happening in the 2023 season at heroutdoorjourney.com. You'll see everything from our Alaska fishing and exploration tour to our archery beginner and mountain courses and everything in between. We've got more stuff coming up next, but until then, I'm going to send you over right now to listen to this podcast with the Gabrios. If you're in the market for some new optics, don't forget to check out Mavenbuilt. This consumer direct company is spinning heads, winning awards, and producing some of the best quality glass at a direct-to-consumer price. I've been using Maven's unrivaled binoculars and scopes for over seven years, and on every level, they've surpassed my expectations. Head over to mavenbuilt.com to check out their top-of-the-line optics, read the reviews, and pull the trigger on the glass you've been eyeballing. That's M-A-V-E-N-B-U-I-L-T dot com. Use the code SoulSummit-GIFT and get a surprise in your next order just for listening to the show. This podcast is also proudly supported by the Her Outdoor Journey brand. Our mission is to create common ground for passionate outdoor junkies, bridge the gap for women that hunt, and inspire you to live your bucket list life. Hop on over to HerOutdoorJourney.com to dive into the blog, Find events near you and join this community of outdoors men and women. That's heroutdoorjourney.com. What? So freaking cool. Okay, sidebar, Kylie, you're going to have to come back on solo because there's a lot of things I want to really dig into with you. But John, I feel semi-satisfied enough now we can go to October. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll we'll keep the October one short. October rolled around. She had to work. Um, and we I had we had antelope tags in Montana here. And I just was like, I'm gonna go up for like two days. I'm gonna go just scout this antelope area on my own and just like go so that way when you have the next weekend off, we'll go hunt together. And uh well I went up, obviously I was hunting and it was like a day and a half and I shot my antelope and I mean, I'll be honest, it was the first one I ever killed. Those suckers are hard. Like even with a long range gun, I was like, I feel like I, c- I couldn't do anything right. I'd come over a hill belly crawling and they're like 400 yards away. And it was like, oh, boom, what's that? Like we're running, you oh, know, man. And they, it was tough. Like I, I was getting frustrated and I'm like, the first day, I think I blew like four or five stocks and I'm just like, how is this even possible? So I got antelope running like all over the countryside. And uh, <laughs> so I finally kill one the next day came home and she's of course like, Oh man, I wish I was there, you know, for your first antelope, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I was like me too. Cause I'd never shot one, you know, and just like after the elk and like not having her. And yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm like, we'll go get yours and I'll be there for that. So anyways, then what was it? Something happened at work. She couldn't go the next weekend. And then we ended up having two weekends or no, we had to wait until deer season. And we only had like five or six days left by the time we went to hunt deer in November of the tag even being open. But she's like, this is all I have like time frame. Like we're just going to have to do it on, on a deer hunt. I said, okay, sounds good. So, uh, then we went, yeah, fast forward to November, we went up, decided we were going to camp in the wall tent. And it just happens to be that the week we decided to go that like the biggest storm of the year rolls in 
temps are dropping and we were like, holy cow. Wind like, was howling. Yeah, was this, this is going to be fun. So we were, we're in the wall tent. That and, does not have a fire pit. It's just our little yeah, Mr. We, Buddy heater. Mr. Buddy heater's <laughs> in there. We don't have a one with a wood stove in it. And so we were like, well, tons of propane bottles. Like, we're just going to do this and like, we'll call it a day. So we had a couple other buddies with us. And uh, so we hunted the first day. We didn't really see much. And then the storm hits. And so thankfully we got everything set up like before the storm hit. And it was like 45 the day before. Then the storm hits and it was like 55 mile an hour winds, starts snowing, like rip the vestibule. Like we have like, it's a wall tent, but it has like a another tent for like cooking out front that hooks on like ripping that off the tent. It was blowing so hard and, uh, it was, it was pretty gnarly. So then we'd went out and it was stormy as can be raining the next morning and in the midst of everything and it had snowed Then it went to rain and it's just like pouring rain windy. And we were like, let's just go for a drive and like, go like cover some new country and just try to like find some animals. And we like, one of our buddies in the back seat and he was like, I don't know. He's like, man, I don't know if we're going to see anything today. And I'm like kind of in the same mindset of like, yeah, we should probably just go back to camp and like hunker down and just like chill. And so we talked about it for a second. We're like we'll drive like another mile up here and just see what else, you know, I mean, what else is up there. Yeah. Like what else is around? Like, let's go one more mile. Like we'll just go check before we turn around. And literally we're driving and I'm like getting to the point. There's like this knoll. And I was like, I just want to get to that knoll so we can like get there and glass. Literally hit this knoll. And I like look over to the left. There's like 35 antelope like strung out across this hillside. And I'm like, I look and there's two of them in there, two bucks. The one is just like ginormous, like probably never going to kill one bigger. And then the one that she killed was still a smoker. I mean, like it's, it's a big antelope, bigger than the one that I killed this year. Also my first antelope. Yeah. And her first. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, here we go. It's raining. It's nasty. I'm like, let's get out of the truck. We're going to have to crawl under. And we're on like this big BLM chunk. And I was like, well, just crawl under this barbed wire fence. And we're going to take off out across here and we'll get on this this note, yeah. I see yeah. it. Nice one. Good job. <laughs> I'd pull so it up. I was like, yeah, I was like, let's get under here. We'll crawl out. We'll get on this knob and then we'll peek over and they'll be like on this hillside. So I'm like ahead of her. She's kind of right beside me and or kind of back beside me. And I like crawl and I get over my kid. There they are. Set the gun down. I'm like looking at her. I'm like, how far are they? So she's like trying to range them. And then there were so many. They were like literally just running everywhere and just like going back and forth and i'm like mm, i don't think i'm gonna get a shot at one of these guys <laughs> yeah she's i'm like well how far is he because i was like gonna dial the gun for her and just get it set she's like i don't know i'm like how do you not know she's like they're, they're running everywhere i was like well pick one of the bucks i was like how far is it she's like well and i think what was happening is is the rain was like deflecting off the rangefinder, mm. so it wasn't like reading right and uh or something was happening so i was like well get behind the gun so she kind of gets down I range, get the yardage. It's like 460 yards, dial the gun. And she's like, ready. I'm like, I do one of these like things. I'm like, okay, which one you on? Like trying to like figure it out. And all of a sudden both the bucks are like right next to each other. And I'm like, I think I said, I was like, shoot the back one or something. I just shot. She just shoots. <laughs> like right as I literally say that they both had like cleared all these does. And so they were like in the open boom. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, Whoa, that was way too fast. Like what, you know, what happened? She's like, I, I think I hit him. And I'm like, I'm like, like, I think I thought I hit him. I was like, it felt good. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, 
yeah. I was like, I hit that thing. And then we're looking and both of them are standing and I'm like, oh. But they didn't take off running, <laughs> right? And But the, well, the one kind of like moved, but the other one just stood there. And I'm like, eh, I'm like, he would be running. And all of a sudden they all just like take off and like the one just like stood there. And I'm like, okay, like he's hit. Like you definitely hit him. So I'm like, well, let's shoot him again. Let's like get him down, even though he's probably going to fall over. And uh, so she shoots, smokes him. He like runs like 10 yards and just like fell over. So she definitely drilled him. And uh, all the other ones, like take off running. Of course, in my mind, I'm like, no, like you shot the smaller one of the two, you know? And I'm like, and so, but, and she did, but I, it didn't matter. Like the one she killed was still a big antelope, but I just was like, dang it. Because this other one I'm talking is like, record book like huge big like antelope i just was trying to shoot the antelope and say i did it antelope aren't like an elk to me so i just kind of was like yeah it's cool yeah (laughs) so then i'm expecting for a second i'm like holy cow you shot a bear you shot an elk now you just killed an antelope this year and in my mind i'm like expecting her to like just like be freaking out you know we like walk up to it and she's kind of calm and she like looks at it and like picks his head up and she's like I did it, <laughs> you know, and I was like, huh, I'm like expecting. Well, then it kind of like sunk in, you know, after the fact, because it just everything happened so fast. Sure. Yeah. Literally jumped out of the car, ran, hurrying, like running up the hill. Like everything, nothing ever goes like easy and like, okay, we're going to be calm. Like everything just gets real Western real quick when it's Sean and I, and we're like, let's go. And it just like happens. <laughs> and John's always like, do you want to kill it or not? And then it's like, <laughs> Light switch, we're running, we're on the ground, and it happens so fast every time. It's the same thing's gonna happen for my freaking deer. Like, oh my gosh. Kylie's like, I don't want him to start yelling at me, so I'm just gonna go ahead and shoot this thing. (laughs) That's like what happens. Like, last or a couple years ago, the same thing. And I told him, I'm like, I am not a bro. Like, you cannot yell at me like that. I am at the time girlfriend. I was like, I am your wife. You do not yell at me. Like, it's it's not like yelling, it's more me. I just, I'm like, emotion of like let's go like come on like we got to do this do sure. you want to kill yeah. this thing? you know and like it's more me just like trying to get her moving to like like let's make it happen and i just like i when it's that time like when it's go time i'm like we are doing this you know i'm like we're it's kill time like we're going and so I'm sure all the ladies who listen to this are like oh yeah that's my husband mm-hmm. well i'm yep. actually thinking that's my husband too and he does it more to me not so much when we're hunting or like high stress or kind of like real quick decision making it's usually when we're doing construction or working on a project and i'm like hello no <laughs> Don't talk to me like that. (laughs) Right? I'll literally like stop there and I like look at him. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm going to go with you right now, but we're going to really like come back to the situation and rethink how you talk. (laughs) A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Love you, babe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So she, anyways, then she finally got super excited that she killed this antelope. I think it just happened quick and like, she just didn't know what to make of it, but she got excited. Somebody get the thing taken care of and she like grabs the head. We're going to mount the thing. So she's got the head, the cape over one arm and antelope aren't very big. I don't know if you've killed one, but like they're not, they're not very big. And so had all the quarters, like quartered the thing, back straps, neck meat, like tenderloins, everything. And it happened to fit. We had a couple game bags, but like we had fit like two quarters in like the loose meat in two different game bags. So I'm thinking like, I'll take one. She can take one, whatever. She like grabs them both 
grabs the hide and head and just like takes off dragging these game bags. Granted, you know, the meat's in it. And she's like headed for the truck. All the guys are like walking and like behind me. And then I'm like, come on guys. And then I'm like, who else has got the bag? They're like, you got the whole antelope. And I'm like, oh, like this, this is it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she literally had the whole thing. And she's just like marching back to the truck. Like, let's go find a deer now. And so it was pretty cool. So then it was like two hours later, we ended up spotting another buck like a mile and a half off in this storm. And uh, not an antelope, but mule deer. Other buddy, we go out, he kills it. We pack that thing out. And then the storm really got nasty. And then it's like got, it was like what that night, like negative one or something. It, it was got cold. cold. Our sleeping bags in the morning. Well, John and I, we only had so much propane. Um, and we were pretty far out where we were. So it's like we had to drive, what, two hours back to go to town. Yeah. And so we were like super limited on keeping the propane on all night. So what we would do is cook our dinner and, get all warmed up, hop in our sleeping bags, and then we'd turn it off at night. And then in the morning, oh, you'd man. wake up, our sleeping bags, literally, you would like, it was just crunchy when because our condensation yep. from us stuff. It was cold. It yeah. was really cold. It, <laughs> but the, we did it. The coolers actually were keeping things thawed because, yeah. like, it was so cold out, it was keeping it in there. But by, so we hunted four or five, four more days, I think, because Nay got his and then... Yours was like two days. Yeah. So like four more days. But by that point, it was just so like everything and the storm got worse and it got colder and colder every day. Our canned food, fro- everything in mm. the cooler was frozen, like canned foods, everything was frozen. So we, we actually, were like limited on food at that point. Yeah. We had to go to town just to get thawed food to bring it back. And it was crazy. So then our deer. So we got the two and then your deer. That that was that day was pretty fun. We had seen a bunch of bucks and we'd actually almost killed one like an hour prior to her killing hers and it was a big deer. And, and this is the yeah. same trip as the antelope trip? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we, she's got the antelope. We had that thing. And uh so now we got then the buddy's got the bucks and then now we were trying to get her deer and my deer. They went home because they were too cold. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so they ended they ended up going home and they had <laughs> ran short on time a little bit too. And so they they took off, they got their deer, they went home. So we stayed by ourselves. And then um so we were hunting and then we spot this one buck or this group of does and we were trying to figure out how to get around to them. So we like drove all the way around, we take off, go hiking all the way in there. And uh, come over this ridge and she's like, oh, there's some deer right in front of us. You know, and we like hit the deck and we're like kind of in the wide open. And again, weird. Weird. And uh, (laughs) yeah. So I like look and all of a sudden she's like looking at these deer and I look over right behind them and like this big buck comes over the ridge. And I'm like, holy cow. I'm like, we got to kill that thing. Like that is a smoker. And uh, he comes in with these does are like working their way right to us. They're coming by it towards us at like 300 yards. And then this big buck comes and he cuts off from the does and he like jets over to the left. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm like, let's, we need to move over this hill. Like we'll get you set up on him, but he's going to, the way he was moving, I'm like, he's going to pop up in the Ridge, like right in front of us, like headed right at us. I'm like, we're killing this thing. So we go over there. We're belly crawling winds blowing snow. It's like at that point, like three, four degrees outside, but the wind, like it was negative something we're we're going through, we get over on this knoll and I like, look, and I'm like, where is he? He's gone. Like he has to be right here. So we're sitting there for like four or five minutes and I had the gun all set up and all of a sudden she's like, there he is. And it was like one of those things like so fast, like I just flopped down behind the gun and he like goes through and I'm thinking he's going to come out in this next little opening. And there's like nowhere that he could get away from us. Like he he's in the open, like we're killing this deer. And uh, long story short, no idea where he went. 
vanished just like i have still this day i don't even know how he could have got away we go peeking over he's like nowhere to be seen the deer just totally vanished we hiked all over well then we hike all the way back to the truck and i'm like okay like this is a bummer now we just lost his buck let's figure out like we'll figure out he's here like just spend the evening i throw the spot and scope up look back across where these does were like i'm maybe three quarters of a mile, mile away. It was, it was a poke. Cause I, I looked and couldn't shoot that far. And I see this, I'm looking at these does and there's like this gray rock, like that wasn't covered in snow. It was like a, like a Sandy, like bench. And the wind was like blowing over the top of it. And I look and I see a buck bedded there and I'm like, huh, look, I'm like, Hey, check this deer out. And she like, look, she's like, that's a nice buck. Can I kill that thing? And I was like, yeah, I was like, go ahead. Cause I wanted her to kill the first one, but I was like, well, I just had my chance. I didn't get him even though you were supposed to be up. And, uh, so we drive all the way back around, hike over this Ridge or we're getting ready to park and like hike over this Ridge for this buck. We're literally not even out of the truck. And she goes, there's a bunch of deer. And I'm like, what? And I like look over in front of us and that buck with like four other bucks and all these does are like right in front of us and they go charging off, like running to the right. And I'm like, Oh crap. I'm like, here, you know, here we go. So then I, I grab the gun and I'm like out of the truck. She's not even out of the truck. And I'm like running as fast as I can with the gun, like expecting her to be behind me. I like look back and I'm like still getting out of the truck. Yeah. So I had a blanket on. I had like my hand warmer, <laughs> and like getting all cozy. And-, and and she's like, I'm like, are you coming? And she's like, takes off running, you know, like towards me. And I'm like, okay, we get on this knoll and there's a huge Canyon and they come up the other side and she's like, there they are way over there. And I'm like, holy cow i'm like how'd they get that far away that fast and so i'm like well i range it 652 yards and i like look at her and i'm like you want to shoot this and the wind for whatever reason it was almost like the storm was like you're killing this deer it literally like everything just went like dead calm and she like laid down and i'm like wow i'm like this is crazy like we just had like this storm going on for days calms down and then I like look over. She like looks at the gun. She's getting ready to dial the gun. I'm like, yeah, here's what it needs to be on. She like told her, she's like, gets the gun set. And I'm like, just sitting here watching. And I like throw my binos up and it was, I was like, okay, well, I was like, it's pretty good. Boom. And like, she touches it off. Thing jumps like three feet straight up in the air and like does the kick. And I'm like, you just smoked that deer. I'm like, holy cow. Like, you know, that, that was a good shot. So then we go back to the truck. She's freaking out. It was pretty, it, I mean, we both were, I was like, heck yeah, you just got that buck. And, uh, well, we drive all, or we went back to the truck, drove all the way up around back the other way. And then we had to hike out this Ridge. Well, as we start hiking out there, then what went to calm turned into like Full on blizzard. Yeah. Nightmare. It was like the calm before the storm, literally for like 20 minutes. So the time she right before she shot to like after when we get over there, and then it just starts blizzard, white out. You can't see anything. Absolutely. Like we're looking at each other. We're like going around just trying to like even find tracks. And it was snowing so hard. It s- snowed in all the tracks. And there all the deer ran off. Couldn't find them. Looked till dark. Couldn't find her buck. And of course, like at this point, it was like. I'm like, if it snows all night and we can't find it, there's no way we're finding him tomorrow. And it's like. The top of this little knoll that we're on just dives into like what six different little canyons. I'm like, mm-hmm. he's gonna be like, there's no way we're gonna find this buck. 
And I just was so bummed because I'm like, I finally had like a good year. Like I'm doing so good. I haven't wounded anything. Like I've just had really successful kills and like done really good. And then we went back to camp that night and it just snowed and snowed and Mm. snowed. And I was so sad. And I was like, well, nope. Like I know I hit him. I'm not going to shoot again. Like I, mm -mm." and John's like, well, we'll go back in the morning and see. And I was like, he's not going to be there. Like we're just wasting time and taking away from a hunt from you. So we decided to go back there in the morning walked right to where we had been looking and John goes, there he is. And he was right there. So it was pretty cool. And I was super happy. He was super frozen though, but yeah. Cause it, it was like negative five that morning. And in it, so he was like a popsicle. Like, I mean, you know, he was froze from where she shot him. He only ran over the hill, like maybe 60, 70 yards, hmm. like max. I don't know. Maybe, but well, like probably 120 total. Cause he ran across this top of this bench and then went down the backside but he didn't go anywhere. And we had been there the night before and just didn't see him. And the next morning, you know how you do, it's like the right angle. And I just see his rack sticking up, like no problem. And I'm just like, what the heck? So then, so she got her deer and that was pretty cool. And like, it just was crazy. Like her antelope and the deer, just everything. It was like, just split second. Like let's shoot these. So then the next morning I'm like, well, let's keep this going. And so we go back to camp the next, everything literally froze that night and it snowed like eight inches that night. And so like wake up the next morning, well, something happened like with the valve stem on my truck on the front left and it like let, got iced over and like let all the air out of my tire pretty much that night. And it was so cold. It was the weirdest thing. I never had it happen before. So we drive like all the way limping the truck back to town and we stopped a snow plow. <laughs> yeah, we stopped this snow plow like way down there. And I was like, hey, I was like, where can we get air? He's like, well, go over to the plow station over here. He's like, this guy will let you in. He'll get your tire pumped up for you. Cool. And it didn't go like all the way flat. It had like 20 something PSI in it, but I was going pretty slow. So we missed daylight, get the tire. The dude lets us in the door. And it was kind of funny because it was like this old dude and he's like, 65 years old and he's like pretty crotchety guy and he's like looks at my plates and he's like if you didn't have montana plates i would not let you in this effing building right now and i was like we're like don't say anything yeah i was like huh i was like where are we up we're born and bred montanans like you know i'm just like you know trying to like not get on this dude's bad side but he was super cool after we started talking to him pumped the tire up gave us coffee cookies yeah wanted a chat nice yeah this nice old guy he just wanted a friend and uh so then he like we take off drive all the way back out there and then all of a sudden she's like i'm not feeling very good and i'm like what do you mean i'm not feeling very good she's like "Ah, i just feel kind of uncomfortable and i'm like looking over at her she's like flopping around like a fish in my driver's seat and i'm in the passenger seat and i'm like you're something's like wrong i'm like what what's up she's like i'm just stop the truck i'm kind of sweating like i don't feel that good right now and she's just like something something's up she gets out. It was the cookie. He was not a nice guy. <laughs> I literally thought I was having appendicitis. I work in the hospital. So I text the girls. I was like, mm, guys, what should I do? How long can I wait? I'm like, I've already done this before having like ovarian cysts and kidney stones on the mountain on our hunt. Like I just have like the worst luck when it comes to my health, like always have to pack out. And I'm like, I like, we've been here a week. I'm not taking away from his hunt. Like we've let everyone else get one. Like he's been looking forward to this hunt. And I'm like, I'm fine. Like I'm going to make it through. I am literally pale as a ghost. Pat, like we finally got out of the car and I'm just like, can't even walk. And John's like, we need to go to the emergency room. I'm like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Like we'll be all right. So we ended up hunting that morning and I'm dying. Like just thought I was going to pass out, throw up the whole thing. And 
uh, we ended up going to a new spot that next morning and like I spotted some deer and I, John got out of the car with the spotting scope and, um, he, uh, looked at me or I looked at him and I was like, Hey, there's some deer. So he gets out. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Jonathan, there's a freaking buck. And he's like, what? And he looks over and there's a buck on a dead run, just running as fast as he can, like a hundred yards. Yeah. Like right next to the truck. And of course I'm out with the spot and scope, looking like the other way. looking the other way. <laughs> and she's like, happened to look out my driver's door and could kind of see like down the hill. She's like, there's a huge buck like running. And I'm like, what? You know, just like, there's no way. I'm like, I just looked at all this. And so I turn around and this buck is like just cruising. And I'm like, and he's like, was standing right there, obviously, when I parked the truck and I just missed him. So I like throw the spotter back in the truck, grab my gun, like run out on this knoll and like get down because it's kind of downhill. And he's just like, I'm like timing his hops. And I'm like, well, I only get like one chance. I'm like, whatever. So I'm like, next hop, hop, boom, hit him. And he just like fell over dead. And I was like, holy cow. And so I'm like, she goes, you got him. And I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, how did this even happen? Because I'm, I literally was, we were, I was like, if we don't see anything by like noon, we're going backpacking camp. Like I'm taking you to the ER, you know, like you, she was not doing good. And, uh, so anyways, going down there, get the deer end up. There's an old road, like 20 yards behind the deer where it died didn't even know it was there, had hiked all the way down to the deer. So I ended up shooting a thing like 411 yards on the run and it get down there, find out this road, hike back up. She stays, she like comes waddling down there in like pain. Mm -hmm. I go get the truck, drive down, literally 20 yards, drug the deer over, load it whole, went back to camp, load everything. And we, we well, left. I had this bright idea that we shouldn't quarter it out because loading it whole would be better for him. It was dumb. Oh my gosh. We couldn't even get that thing in the car. Like cause he, it was the biggest body deer I've ever seen in my entire life. When we took him to the taxidermy, the guy was like, Oh my gosh. Cause he had a carcass sitting there. And he was like, this is like triple his size. He was huge. And wow. it was just hilarious. I was like, Oh no, you can do it. You can load him whole, babe. No, that was, <laughs> I think, the, the thing is, it's like we'd put in a lot of effort though the days before to get the other two bucks before our two deer. But we, so we were in the area, but I mean, we had put in so much time between like I went up and made a special trip antelope because I knew we were probably going to hunt deer like in that area too. And so it was like, and all the scouting and everything. But then when we were hunting, I mean, we were there for a week in the, in that freezing cold and like conditions. And so, I mean, it's like we had spent the time and I mean, I make it sound like, oh, we just got lucky in these deer, like, oh, there's one and we jumped out and shot it. But it was like, we had spent days like hiking around in the weather and like doing it, I mean, every day. And they finally, like hers was day six and well, night of day five, I guess, whatever. And then mine was seven, but it was like, we'd put in a lot of days of just glassing and it is like the terrain there is so like. How do you even? It's like the moon. Like, it literally it's looks like the moon. And like when there was like no snow and even when the, the snow came, like it just messed with your eyes mm -hmm. so bad. Like sit in like glass and glass and like we'd all just get like headaches and migraines and then the snow on top of it. Like it was a tough area. Like yeah. I thought it would be an easier hunt than what it was, but like it was very tedious and just every little crevice and cranny. Like you'd be like, oh, there's one. But like he'd been looking at that same spot for two hours. And I'm like, no, they're right there. And like, it was definitely um a harder hunt than i thought it would be just for like mule deer for sure yeah i think that the worst was the cold mm -hmm. it's like because we get out and like take off and like go hike like down in a in a drainage or something 
and the wind was so cold and blowing and you had a face mask on, but your face mask would freeze, freeze solid. Yep. Yeah. Because it was so cold lashes and you're breathing. And- yeah. And her lashes, like everything you had was just getting like so messed up, let alone your feet, like even trying to just stay warm. And it was brutal. Like it was so cold and tough, like just being out there, it was more like surviving the conditions mm-hmm. rather than like even killing a deer, you know? Sure. And so I don't know, it was, it was fun, but I mean, we had definitely, well, I, like I said, it's like, I go back, it's like, it probably sounds like we just killed him. But I mean, there was so much that went on in the days prior and like all summer, like scouting, I'm sitting here looking at maps, like, you know, mm-hmm. Google earth, like, I mean, there's a lot that went on beforehand, but it just happened that I think it's like, if you know the area or you put in so much time, like looking at the maps and like, and being there and like fi- trying to figure things out. It's like, when you see an animal, it's almost like one of those things. Like I expect to see one here because I, there sh- they should, there should be here. So it wasn't like the day, like when she killed her antelope, I make it sound like we drove up to that knob and I was like, Oh, they're strung out all over the place. And like, she killed one. It was like, we went there we were headed there intentionally. The rain just kind of almost turned us around yeah. and like the weather, but I was going there for a reason, you know? And it, so, I mean, I don't know, I guess it's like, when you look at it, it was like, we, there was strategic things that were going on that maybe we just didn't talk about, but it was like, we were definitely making yeah. Well, I think sometimes right. it's easy to fast forward over those kind of like seemingly uh, minor details, but those are all of the structural things that really got you to that place and got you to that knoll and got you to that deer. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, you can say sometimes those things feel lucky, but you're, you're where you are for a reason. And that's right. for, you know, you, the knowledge behind it. Oh yeah. Like every night, like I always say, if John and I would go to therapy for our marriage, if we ever needed it, the one thing I'd complain about is every night he's on Onyx for hours. Like he's laying in bed. I'm like, like, Oh, just looking at Onyx. And I'm like, Oh, what are we doing? It's like constantly, he's like, what do you think about this spot? And it's like, man, hunting season ended. We're already right on to the next area where he's just completely tearing apart every, like, it's just, mind-boggling like when we were even talking to the landowner about our elk hunt and stuff he's like well yeah you guys have this part where like 250 feet like blah 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 like he just like knows all these roads yeah. he's like oh yeah property manager of this guy and i'm like how do you know those things like john is just so educated when it comes to that and i think that really plays a part of like our success and like just the fact of like filling all of our tags and like having like the hard work that's put in and a lot of it goes to like john studying and mm-hmm. really picking up and like nitpicking every little spot and all of that. Yeah. I think the thing, I mean, it's like, I sit here with her though, you know, and like try to, you know, I mean, she understands now at first years ago, she's like, that didn't understand it as much, but now she's like, I could like look at the map, you know, and be like, Hey, what about this? And she's like, yeah, you know, or she'll pick something out, you know, and like tell me and like, I'll almost give her like homework assignments to like, Hey, well, you know, like, go look at this and this and this. And like, what do you think? You know? And so like, just uh, more than anything, it's like, I just want her to understand everything that's going on, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. it's like, that's the thing. It's like, when it comes back to it, I mean, I'm t- spending time at the range, like having her dial the gun, shoot the gun, learn all the stuff and like her bow and like everything. It's like, what, I don't know. And I guess I never really asked her, like gave her a choice if she was going to like it or enjoy it. It was kind of like, Hey, here you go. Like, we're going to do this and you're going to just you're going to accept it. And like, you know, I mean, but she does have a passion for mm-hmm. it, you know, but like, I don't know. It's, it's tough. Cause then it's like, as a woman, it definitely, 
like I got to look back sometimes at like, okay, hold on. Like she is a woman, like, you know, she has her things that she likes and like as doing it that way. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I'm fortunate. I feel super fortunate that she's into it. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely, she never complains. I'll admit she goes like, if you took her out, like we're on the hunt. I mean, she'll never slow down, never complain. Her boots, the one time were soaking wet I'm like, and she never even said anything. I'm like, your feet are wet. And she's like, oh yeah, I went through that one water hole. My feet are soaked. And like, I'm like, why would you not tell me? <laughs> like, well, I just, we were going. So, okay. And that's why he talks to you like a dude. Sometimes you get the, I know. you get the bro <laughs> treatment. Cause you got the bro personality sometimes, Kylie. That's, that's why I know. the boys yeah. like, and it's so funny. We had this conversation the other day. One of our buddies reached out to me and said like a funny thing to do to John. He's like, not a lot of wives would get those messages from the guys. He's like, you literally are one of the bros. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes <laughs> I hate it, but they call me Kyle. Like my name's not even Kylie anymore. It's Kyle. Like that's what all the, all of John's buddies and like even people who I don't even know. And they're like, Oh, how's Kyle doing? That's awesome. Like that. So funny. It's fun to have that relationship. And there's a lot of husbands and wives and a lot of wives. I think like now, like before it used to be like, oh, I'm an independent woman hunting. Like I'm a BA. But I, I feel like it really is more authentic when you are hunting with your spouse and doing something that you love and like can share that like passion together. And like it really is what our life is all about, you know? And some people are like, oh yeah, I love hunting. But it's like, it's what makes John and I like human and whole. Like yeah. is kind of like, solid foundation of our relationship for sure. Absolutely. And to your point earlier, you know, you were talking about how it's hard sometimes, and I don't know that you said it's hard, but it is hard sometimes to watch uh, this perception of what hunting is, especially in the female realm, when you have a lot of women that are doing, you know, guided hunts, um, sometimes doing, you know, using an outfitter and not even talking about outfitters. So it gives women, I think, a little bit more of this like pressure or expectation that, um, everybody should be, you know, super successful, but it's freaking hard when you're putting all of the elements together yourself, the scouting, you know, putting in for tags alone is hard, figuring out where you're going to go and where they're going to be and putting yourself in the right position, having all of shooting your bow all the time, you know, having that practice being, you know, familiar with any weapon that you're using. Those things are what set real, true, authentic, like ingrained hunters apart from the others if that makes mm -hmm. sense. And it's great Absolutely. to see um, you just be open about like your experience and learning and, and overcoming some of those things. I think that is one of the most valuable things for women in the hunting uh, arena is that we can be candid about being new or not knowing everything like that is super important because we don't all know everything. Um, but Absolutely. great that you guys have such a great foundation and had such an awesome season. Um, I can't wait to see what unfolds for you guys in the future. Do you guys have any big upcoming plans? Um, We've kind of been back and forth on it and I feel like right as hunting season ends, he's already talked about me season. I'm like, can we just have like a month where we're not talking about it? And like, <laughs> all, cause like obviously with John's business, hunting is a main conversation in this household all the time. Um, but I don't know what we've kind of, well, I we're, I don't know. We're going to probably try to go back and do elk in the same area again this year. Like, well, I say that Who we're knows? like torn. Cause we're like, yeah. are we like putting like all of our hope that we're going to have that like same success or I feel like the thing with John and I is people get really stuck on hunting the same spot. Like that becomes like your hunting hole, your special split, like your special spot. And I feel like with John and I, like 
Um, there's some people who are like, why, why not go back to that spot? Like you guys just had a killer season. But for John and I, I feel like we love seeing the different country and different spots and mm-hmm. like learning different areas. And like, that's part of hunting for us is not always going back to like the same initial, like, yes, we had great success there, but it's more so like what fun adventures can this new place bring and what memories and the scenery and like getting to experience the different outdoor right. area, you know? Yeah. Go ahead. And I think some of those elements that you were just talking about, like being willing to get boots on the ground in a new area are some of the things that make people more successful as hunters, because you're not just kind of putting a groove into one spot that, you know, you're getting to figure it out with different animals in different places. I think that's really important. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the crazy thing, I mean, looking at just Montana itself, but like every bull that I've ever killed in Montana has always been in a different spot. I've never even like killed one in the same spot twice. Um, and I'm talking like, like mountain ranges, like not even just like sure. the general area. I'm talking like way away. And then like deer, it's like hurt the deer this year. And then like two years ago, we killed good bucks in Montana too. And it's like, we were way away from that spot. And so, I mean, it's like, we go to like all these new areas just for like, new adventures mm-hmm. and like some, to do something different. And then it's like, when you look at it really, I mean, and it's like, we're able to go out and like have that success in those new areas and stuff. It's kind of like, we put in a lot of time and try to learn them and go do them, but it's like, Hey, we know we're going somewhere new. Let's go figure that out and like, go do it. And then we do. And it's like, Oh, cool. Like we went and conquered there. Let's go find another yeah. one, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's fun. The one thing this year that we did talk about, I, one of my clients is a outfitter in BC and uh, I killed a mountain goat with him back in like 2018. And they were talking about having us go back or maybe I really want her to get one. So we might go to BC in September and go shoot mountain goats. So it just takes away from our September. Yeah. It might, <laughs> might take away from our, uh, our elk hunting, but I mean, we'll see. I don't know. So the only thing is on that one is it's going to screw up the elk hunting. Right. I know. I, I share the sentiment of like elk hunting is sacred. My husband really loves sheep. And so there's always this pull. And this year I'm like, you owe me an elk season because I've been doing it all by myself and you owe me this elk season. So that's a priority for us this year too. So I totally get that. It's hard to elk are just different, man. They're just so fun to hunt. They're so fun to be around. They are. They're just so, I don't know. Like I feel like when you're in the woods and you just hear them bugling and you're just like being so stealthy, like it literally is such a magical feeling. Like it's not even like, I always say it's so sad for people who don't hunt, like not even the hunting aspect, but just like going and like truly like, I don't even know, like just being in nature like that and seeing like the small experiences that we get to experience is just unreal. And it like elk hunting brings so many cool moments. And I feel like that's what I look forward to. So like he's all talking mountain goat. I'm like, ah, but I'm like, but elk hunting. And so, but I I bet you would love the mountain goat hunt as well. I I mean, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Cool. For me, the the bc or alaska thing it's it's adventure yeah like up you know it's like flying float plane or like a bush plane like going out and you're so far away from everything like to me it's the adventure Mm -hmm. and just getting there it's like driving up there flying and like seeing all the country and like i don't know when i went i'm like man i want to go back to the Mm -hmm. north country so bad because it's just it's beautiful and so I don't know. That's the only reason like she loves adventure and like seeing these things. And I'm like, you would love it just to go and like 
just see it. So yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe someday we'll do a couple's mountain goat hunt. That would be pretty we fun. Should, yeah. We should that, plan that. Yeah. That'd be fun. Absolutely. Cool. Well, let people know where they can connect with you guys online. For sure. Mine is Kylie Mariah on Instagram. Um, no, actually, no, no, it is, is Kylie it? Mariah. I'm like, did I change it to Gabriel? But I, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, mine is at Kylie Mariah. And then uh, mine's at john.gabrio. And uh, that's where you can find me on Instagram. Still didn't get my old one back. Oh so my I gosh. Watch. Oh yeah, my I gosh. I know. I'll, I'll be honest. Like after our one thing that, you know, when we did the podcast about mm-hmm. it and talked and like I tried everything under mm-hmm. the sun to get that mm-hmm. back submitted all sorts of forms, contacted people, everything. And like, I got nowhere and, uh, it's kind of sucked in a way. I mean, obviously I use it for business and whatnot and it's kind of deflated me a little, like, because I feel like I had so many people that, and let alone that it was people that I could watch and see their experiences on social. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, I mean, I tried to get some of them back, you know, hard to remember everybody. Yeah. 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 There's still a ton that like, I don't have back. And so it's kind of like, Oh, I don't know. Like when I lost the account, like, I mean, it, it's like, I built it back a little, but it's like nothing what I had. And it, it's kind of deflated me. Like, you know, I mean, it more from a perspective of like, is this going to happen again? You know, right. it's like, oh, I'm going to put all this work into it and then poof gone. And, and so it's not that I don't want to be on there sharing my experiences with everybody right now. Cause it's like, I do, but it's like, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Like in a way I'm just like, I don't want to let them win, but at the same time, I'm like, man, like, am I going to put all this work into it again and like just let it go down the drain? So I don't know. Yeah. I've been having some some own mental battles like with this whole social thing myself ever since my other one got deleted. Yeah. So well, I even had the people that reached out to me and fixed my account. Actually, that's not true. I reached out to them. They originally reached out. Anyways, long story short, I even had them, you know, try to connect and get your account fixed and. I, it's just like, to me, it's the whole thing is so shady. The whole thing yeah. with social media is so shady. And, you know, I was fortunate enough, I guess, to get my account back. Um, but I feel that a lot like my, and maybe this is really stupid, but I, I, like, I don't feel the same way about social media that I did. And I'm not, wasn't, I'm not as engaged now as I was before, because now I'm just like, well, there's, they could just tomorrow just decide to upend me again. And it just, it doesn't feel as good, I guess, to show up there. In fact, the last two months I've like heart, I was hardly even on at all. And I just don't have that same drive, I guess, for it. But yeah. Yeah. And that, that's kind of how I've been. And, you know, it's like, I look back at like this fall, like when we were hunting and doing everything and like before it'd be like, Oh, I'm going to update my story. Like today we're in bulls going everywhere. Like I'm going to throw some bulls on my story. Just regardless, let people watch them, you know? And this year I was kind of like, nah, I'm just going to spend this time with her and like, enjoy it. And I don't even care to like be on my phone or on social, yeah. you know? So it's like consequently I pull my phone out to like look at Onyx and like see where I was going or like whatever. But I just, I wouldn't even like hop on mm-hmm. and do any updates. Cause I just was like, What's cool, the probably point? Get taken down. What's the, yeah, what's the point? Know? What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Point? yeah. And so I was like more, it was good though. Cause I feel yes. like it was more of a. Cause now I'm on it a lot less. And I feel like the more and more we're together, the less and less we're on social, um, which I feel like is a pro. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. Absolutely. All, you know? but I think given you guys both being kind of like self-employed and having your guys' business be around that is a whole different story mm-hmm. of like, 
viral lose that. I'd be like, oh, well, there goes all my followers, whatever. Um, but like you guys, like you guys have built like who you are and the character of who you guys are and your businesses and stuff like that on that. So to have that taken away is definitely been a bummer for him, but I feel like it has been some, some beneficial things for the both of us that have taught us some new things along the way. So awesome. I love that. I could take so much from this conversation and I ho- know that people listening in are going to be really excited to hear the stories unfold and just uh, thank you guys for giving the recount and the excitement of what happened. Um, I'm definitely going to have you back on Kylie. I'm sure everybody else is going to agree that they want to hear more from you. So um, John, you'll have to step aside next time, my man, but a pl- yeah. podcast, man. I'm usually like the intimidated little one. So he does all the talking. So it's well, you, my voice up. you guys are great. Thank you again for making the time to come on and just share your wealth of knowledge and uh, be sure again, you know, I think Joel Turner was a huge uh, highlight to this podcast as well. So we'll put some resources out on that. And then also on the elk collective, which we didn't talk about um, on this podcast, but that's something that John is uh, deeply ingrained and a part of. Um, And there's some great things going on uh, with that. Is there anything you want to mention about Elk collective before we sign off? Um, Well, it is app season right now. Obviously Wyoming's going on right now and all the other States are getting ready to, um, you know, take off. And so we are going to try to do some things. I think we have some stuff coming up here. We're going to try to do over the next few months of like some giveaway stuff and whatnot, um, just to help people out and get them excited about hunting and whatnot. Um, and then we will be doing some new promotional stuff and like codes and whatnot. Um, I think we had one set up for you. Mm -hmm. I'd have to go back and review it, but, um, you can use Courtney's code and, uh, sign up for the elk collective. And what did we have yours? Was it, um, I think it was Soul Summit, I believe. I I would have to confirm it and I'll put that in the intro. Yeah. If if it's not, we will make it Soul Summit so people can go sign up, get $30 off, sign up and uh, join the Elk Collective so you can start putting in for your apps and learn about elk hunting this year. Which is crazy because 30 bucks off and you guys are already so, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a hell of a bang for the buck. I mean, and you guys have brilliant minds from all over the industry, uh, people who are just born elk killers. So uh, a great resource for sure. We'll definitely push them towards the elk collective. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you guys again for your time. Have a great day. You too. See ya. Once again, thank you for tuning into the show. We hope that your cup is full and you're ready to embrace your untamable vibe. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a favor? Help us grow our audience by sharing your favorite episode on social media, sending the episode to a friend and leaving us a review online. We love to hear from you. One more thing, be sure to press that subscribe button and never miss a weekly episode. See you next week.